Welcome back to 1010's Podcast. Of course, my name is Michael Beck, and I've got Adam Nielsen and Rob Sponsibilities with me this week. Hi, oh, yes, 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 yes. That makes me super happy. It's not, it's not cool. Yes, it is. No, it's, it's amazing. Awesome. I'm going to say it again. Handsome Rob was catching on. Everyone, liked, everyone liked it. No, you liked I, it. I liked it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my fan feedback so far has been more positive with Rob's Sponsibilities no, than with Handsome Rob. That's not true. Don loved it. Of course Couldn't he did. Couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, that's what I want. I would say my nickname and then laugh. That's, 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 that's great for my ego. It's good. Hey, well, somebody got a jab in at Adam. Yep. I don't hear you bringing that up. I was going to save it for like the rainy day. Well, today is a rainy day, but I was going to save it for the right time where I could just zing I assumed him. you were going to introduce me as... No, such. I wanted to get my zing in on Robbie before we moved on to that. Yep. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And on that note, we should say... Uh, find us on all of our social media sites. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, at 1010 Podcast on Twitter, and 1010spodcast.com. Uh, find us and rate us on iTunes, which Danny did this week. Which Danny's is, my roommate. Who is my new favorite person, because he gave me the nickname of, it's Dadum now. Dadum. Now that he has a child. So, backstory on that, because we gave your backstory to your nickname. It's true. Uh, I was always the oldest one in our group, and so I was always the dad, apparently. You know, I was always the one, like, you guys, you can't jump off that roof, okay? I'm not going to I have a hard time that. believing that you said that. You, that was, you said, let me put my skates on, I'll jump off that roof. Well, yeah, but they didn't have skates on. Didn't you make a cannon and put it on YouTube? I made a lot of things. There was some sort of cannon. Did you an air, up a couch a, or something? Oh, we blew up a, a lot more than that. <laughs> it was an air cannon that shot a fence post through a tree. They didn't the shoot it through a tree. It just buried it in the tree. It shot it through a refrigerator. It shot It shot a fence post through... A, we shot a, a metal fence post through a refrigerator. How that, is that, that dead-like? Yeah. But we shot it through the, tr- through the... Well, because I told everybody to stand behind the cannon before we shot it. Oh, okay. Um, that makes sense. Somewhat. Maybe you should have the. I can be a cool dad, you know. You can have the responsibility. I am a cool dad. Let's let's get this straight. I am. You are a father. A dad, and I am cool. Whoa. Self-proclaimed. Okay, I was gonna say we're relative with the cool here. Logan told me so. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Damn it. Logan's Adam's one-month-old son, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So if you would like to give us any ridiculous nicknames, uh, please find us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review and leave your nicknames for us in the the comment section. We got to, like, get some of Michael's high school buddies. Yes. And find out some dirt on him. I can start messaging. I've never met a single person that he... Is friends with? Like, was friends with outside, like, (laughs) when he was younger. Did you have friends in high school? Oh, absolutely. All right. But there's a reason you don't know any of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's We're going to have to start. I like to keep my past mysterious. I wonder if you're an enigma. I wonder if you can go through like his Facebook and find out who he's been friends with the longest, because we need to talk to those people. Nope. Deleted. So, so, someone's going to share like a time thing or time <laughs> no. hop or whatever. No, I had no. I had a Facebook when I was in high school and college, and I deleted it. And then I started, I didn't started have, fresh with all these new people? Yeah, I didn't have Facebook for like a year or two years, and then I started over, so. Damn it. Damn, damn it, damn it, damn it. We'll figure something out. You don't out. even know if this is my real name. We don't. Your dad calls you that. I know. He could be in on it, though. <laughs> yeah, you bought yourself a new identity with yeah, your exactly, trust fund. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what's, your, what's your name when you go down the lake? A lot of celebrities have I know, stage names. Exactly. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. What's your name when you're at the lake? It's still Michael Beck. I mean, I use that name for everything now. Okay. Tanner Faust. Yeah. yeah, or Tanner Faust. Depends on how drunk she is. <laughs> Smart. 
<laughs> and wow. on that note, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about uh, we we uh, we are available on new platforms as of uh, the beginning of the week. Yeah, we are available now on Google Play Music, which has a podcast channel. They finally got with the times. They've added one. Podcasts have been available since 2007, and Google has finally caught up in 2016. But uh, you can find us on Google Play Music. Um, you can find it on the PC if you open Google Play Music and then click on Podcasts, or you can uh, find us on the Android app, which Robbie will have to tell us about because we don't have Androids. Well, you just get Google Play Music and search 1010's Podcast. Is there a podcast yeah, there's, uh, there's a tab? Yeah, po- there's a podcast tab, but if you just search 1010's Podcast, it comes right up and you just hit subscribe, and then it gives you a notification every Sunday at noon when we get a new podcast. So then you'll, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to listen to my favorite podcast. Yep. It just came out. Yep. So for our friends that have Androids, we had told them to use a different app, but uh, you don't have to do that anymore. This should be better. It, it's working really well. It's not working great if you're an iPhone user, but you really Yeah, it still hasn't showed up. Don't. The podcasting, which I, I, you know, if I were Google, I wouldn't put a whole lot of effort into it either. But no. Nah, so if you're, a, you're an Apple user, just keep using the, the uh, normal right. podcast app. Um, and then we're also available on Stitcher now. Which I don't know anything about, even though I, I added us. I just found it, and I was like, "Oh, you can put podcasts on here." So we did. It seems like you can do you can do some different things with Stitcher, like um, you can do playlists. Did you see any of that? Yeah, but I think that like, was for the music. So no, you, you, you can add podcasts. You to could it, add, I think. add all fourteen of our podcasts and listen to them in a row. Yeah, as one playlist. Absolutely, you could. that's smart. So we would recommend going to uh, going to Stitcher and downloading their app and adding all fourteen now fifteen episodes of the podcast yep. to a playlist. That would playlist. be great for like a long road trip. Oh yeah, it would be absolutely. You'd be you'd be entertained the whole time, start to finish. You your road trip would go much faster that way. Was that not true? Didn't our friends do that to uh, Utah? A, f- a few of our friends have yeah. used it as a road trip entertainment method. Yeah, Chris has used it as a road trip thing too because he's been doing a lot of travel, business travel. So you got to drive to Minneapolis. Download a couple episodes, drive up there, works perfectly. There you go. You'll be laughing the whole way. That's or, our pro tip for the week. Yeah. Adam, what'd you do this week? I have multiple project updates. So first of all, start with the, the big one. I got my suspension starting to come in. I got the coilovers for the car, but I don't have the top hats that I need to get them to fit in the car. So Kind of a critical We're three quarters of the way there, though. So nice. hopefully uh, the parts will be back to the guy I bought them from. He He's getting them anodized. They'll be back from anodization uh, Monday, and he's going to get them in the mail, and hopefully they'll be here midweek. And then apparently the top hats for the back were supposed to come from the manufacturer of the coilover, and they put the wrong one on there. So I don't know how long that's going to take to get that fixed. All right. But that's not his fault. He's been doing really good. This is kind of the low-volume custom life I live. Yeah, and he seemed to be like the best customer service you could ask for, really. He's been really great. Well, the email you showed me, didn't you didn't email him. He actually saw on a forum that you posted yeah. the stuff, and he said, and he noticed that so something was So I have a build right. log on TurboMopar.com, uh, and uh, he saw the pictures I posted and goes, hey, wait a second. Those aren't the right top hats. Did they send those other ones with you or did they mess that up? I'll get a hold of them if that's the case. And I replied and said, yeah, I opened up all the boxes, tore it all apart. These are the only top hats I got. And he responded with, I will get this fixed. Awesome. Does he have a website? He does, but I don't know what it is. It's kind of a jumbled mess. Oh, it's one of those. 
Yeah, old, it's like an old URL. Yes, that it's he's a had very a old time. URL, or else I'd I'd push it for him a little bit, but I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, he seems like he's been a really good contact for you. He's done really great. He's a very prominent member of the Turbo Mopar community. So if uh, if you're in that community, I'm sure you can easily find him. Yeah, or if you have any questions, you could always message us too. And Please, we can get w- you connected with him. Nothing would make me happier than talking '80s Mopar with other '80s Mopar guys. Robbie, what'd you do this week? Well, he's not done yet. Yeah, I got one more. Yeah, wait, what? what? So I, I finally bought the turbo rebuild kit for the S10. Yep. Pulled the turbo off the S10 Friday night. Uh, tried to tear into it yesterday. Today is Sunday. Uh, and turns out that I was lied to, kind of, and the rebuild kit that says fits all TDO5s doesn't fit my TDO5. And apparently it's an eBay special. And it's not quite the same internally as the rest of the world's TDO5s. And so uh, I'm kind of up a paddle or up a creek without a paddle at this point. So you got one of those like China chargers that journal bearing, nothing special? Yeah. Okay. And uh, so after doing some quick Craigslisting, I've decided that the most logical solution to my problem at this point is to buy another eBay special turbo. Because they're two hundred dollars on on eBay, and if it lasts me thirty or forty thousand miles, and I have to put a new one on every thirty or forty thousand miles for two hundred dollars, it is what it is. Right. What what flange does that use? It uses the same flange that was in the second gen eclipses. It's like a T twenty eight. No. Or T four. No. Well, I wish I, it was. I have no idea. It's a Mitsubishi flange. Oh. That's just what it is. Oh, that's stupid. I wish it was a T28 or a T4, because then I could just buy a turbo. I mean, I could call Garrett and buy a turbo. That's not the case. You could go on Craigslist and buy basically any of them. Well, there were a couple on Craigslist. There was one that I had contacted a guy. He had one for sale that was a uh, a real TDO5 that had been sent into a rebuilder and had been ported and flowed and then had better, faster spooling uh, compressor wheel and a better turbine wheel or faster spooling turbine wheel and a better compressor wheel. Right. And then, uh, and he was selling that on, on Craigslist for $300, which is, I, I mean, I think that's like a $900 to $1,000 turbo. Right. And it had little miles on it. It had no shaft play, according to the according Of to course, the they never do. So I was like, oh, $300, you know, I'll, I sent him a, a text message. No, I, I sold it last week. Well, then take your fucking ad down. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Amateur. And then there was another kid parting out an e- turbo eclipse, and he wants $100 for that turbo, and I don't know anything about it, and it's got over 100,000 miles on it, and for another $100, I can just buy a brand new one. So I just did. Fair and enough. that should be here this week. Well, good. Get you back on the road. Hopefully, less oil will be sprayed everywhere. Well, I did notice there was a nice new addition to my... Uh, my driveway last week. Uh, Appreciate that. So I got under. I had to get underneath the truck to get the turbo off. You should see the oil sitting on the on the chassis, just everywhere, like <laughs> halfway back down the truck. The whole thing is just oil. I believe it. And what I'm confused by is it's still managing to rust. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's a special thing that GM did in yeah. that era. They managed to make a, a metal that will rust despite being covered completely in oil. covered in oil. It's really frustrating. Kudos to GM. <laughs> What's yours, Robbie? Um, I thought I had. I did the uh, Nissan's TSB to fix the winding of my Rogue's transmission. Um, it now 
with the new fluid, it doesn't whine at operating temperature, but it screams <laughs> when it's cold. So when I, when I start it up, it just whines like crazy. So we're just going to drive it until it breaks. And <laughs> then I'll fix it. Because right now it's just, right now, yeah, I'll say right now it functions fine. It just is really noisy. So what's it take to fix a CVT? Do we have any a idea? new CVT? You Basically, just every, every, everyone just, just does replaces it. You run down to Staples and you buy a package of rubber bands and, and <laughs> just, put, <laughs> just put enough of them in there until you get yeah. the gear ratio that you want? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Could we go to, could we seriously go to a junkyard and pull one? You think? Yeah, probably. Uh, you, Ten you bucks says you can't go to a junkyard and pull it out yourself because I don't know if you've ever been to U Pullets, but they never have vehicles that new. Yeah, so no, relatively new. You'd have to go to a. You'd have to go to a. You can go to a junkyard and get one, but you're just gonna have to buy it from them, and it will be ten percent less than what it would cost to buy it brand new, and it's usually not worth it. My my plan was be because I rebuilt the uh, transmission in the two forty. Uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but there's a place in town that does really good work. So I think I'll just probably bring it to them if it gets worse or gets to the point where it is giving me more issues. And yeah, I just let's rebuild it or replace it. But yeah, that would suck. Any two forty updates? Um. We got it on the dyno again, and it's better. And we've proven out that it the split fire ignition system is faulty. So I have to order new coil packs I and wiring understand. harness. Why? It's probably because that wiring harness that I installed last winter that gave me all the issues shorted something probably out. broke something inside of that. it. Yeah. God, that sucks. And you still got that harness done? No, you? I sold it. I, you did I, get I, it I sold it for a major loss just to get it out of my life. I assume you said I don't think this wiring harness is good. I, I, I said it did it. not work for me. This is. Here we'll it get it out of my life. It's a third of the price. Just buy it. Yeah, and of course, the company that manufactures the harness said, obviously, it's not our fault. It's your It's my AM. computer's fault. Yep. It's your AM's fault. Yeah. So Way I, to take I, responsibility. Yeah, so I think it's it's caused more issues than it should have. Didn't doesn't their, doesn't their brochure say guaranteed to It's guaranteed, guaranteed and, and then if you call them, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, no, this, this, it's been tested. It's right. It's guaranteed to work because we say it's perfect and all the rest of your yep. shit sucks. But they won't let you send it back. They won't let you read. Right. They won't We've let you had zero it. returns in 10 years because we don't, we don't allow take people them back. to take yeah. them back. So. It's your computer. Yep. I want to say their name, but let's move on. No, let's leave it out. Yeah. Let's be nice. So no. <laughs> it screwed Robbie over. It's costing him hundreds of this dollars. Is the, this is the second harness from them that I've had the same issue. Yeah. He, it's cost him hundreds of dollars in shop time. It's ridiculous. As, I mean, the first usually one, you, before, you do a little bit of research. Oh, yeah. Have the, you found anybody else that has know, had? Th- this is the only place that does. Oh, I mean, people had issues? Yeah. Not really. I mean, the, the ticking of the idle air control valve on and off when the key's off, apparently that's a common thing that they never fix. Say what now? So the and harness is in. Everything's connected. Key off. Engine off. The idler control valve would click open and closed until the battery died. What? Yep. Oh yeah, my you didn't God. remember seeing that? No. Uh, I showed it to you. I showed. I guess yeah, it to you a couple turned, times. You turned the key on. It would just click. No, no. The key would. If the key was on, it would stop clicking. If the oh, key, the key was, was off, off, it would click. So, so what would you do about it? Took the harness. Took the whole oh, I guess harness it never off got a chance to to deal with it. The, the common thing was that people would just add a relay to it. And then make it so that when you turn the key on, then it would turn on. Because that's what I want to do is buy a real high dollar wiring harness and, and then cut it, and then cut into yep. it and add some more wiring to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that thing's out of my life. And then went back. Well, originally the harness I had, I had uh, 240SX harness and then the SR20 harness. Sent it into them, and then they spliced them together, and it got back. Basically the same issues where it wouldn't start. Had all sorts of issues. Uh, excessive had to splice into it and do a bunch of stuff to it. And that was years ago, right? That was like 2010. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. So then now I bought the uh, drop-in plug-and-play pro harness. No issues, guaranteed to start, 
and I had nothing but issues. I still, this just blows my mind because this is like one of the most common engine swaps on the planet. Like probably the only thing that happens more than putting SR20s in 240s is Honda swapping Hondas, you know, putting B series in the place of a D series or whatever. How, how is it that you've had so many problems and why isn't there more options? Yeah, I, I have no idea. It doesn't make any because wiring is something that scares lots and lots and lots and lots of people. Mm-hmm. So how is there not forty different companies out there making harnesses? I don't know. Yeah, so excessive. I've been working with Josh really well, and he's said, "Yeah, order these co- uh, coil packs and this harness, and we'll get." Because he actually got a hold of somebody that had a, a set from a engine that wasn't working, so he just hooked those up, and it fixed that issue. But even when we got to like. We could never get above 10 PSI of boost, and then it would start to have misfire issues, uh, I think at high RPMs or something like that. So he thinks that if we get new coil packs, um, a new wiring harness for that that section of it, it should at least get us somewhere. So I'm going to order another another set of coil packs and harness this week, today probably. If that From another, get are you getting the, the sp- Split no, fire he, he, spitfire he talked me out have. of it. He said, don't get it, don't get any up, upgrades. He said, just get OEM, we'll, we'll make it work. So I'm going to order a set of OEM coil packs. All right, then. Yeah, he said he said they have nothing but issues with the quote-unquote upgrades. And he said the OEM ones work just fine. All right, cool. And that's why you go to a shop. Yep. Because they've dealt with this before, most likely. Yep. Yeah, they've, they've seen this before, which is why he... Oh, then also, I replaced those injectors. They were 15% more efficient. The new ones? The new ones were. That's a lot. That's a big. That's a big gap. Big jump. I can't wait till that car's running. It's gonna be so it, much it, fun. We're, we're we're hitting crunch time, so we're, I'm I really hope I, it's I, done by the twenty first. I can feel, like I know the feeling. Yeah, because so, I, I don't think I'm gonna. If get it if either. the coil packs get in this week, I'm scheduled either this week or next week to actually have dyno time. So if everything comes together and they can get it running right and tuned, I will be back by the twenty first. Well, I can assure you if the parts are there, Josh will make it happen. Absolutely. So I, I have no question about that. What about you, Buck? Be- blah. What about you, Beck? Um, I put Robbie's old 240 APC eBay special seats in the Fiat. They're comfortable, aren't they? They actually are very comfortable. Those are the most. He comfor- was saying that yesterday. Those are the most comfortable racing seats I've ever sat in. I would actually recommend them to anybody that wants some cheap seats. Um, very they impressed. They don't make them anymore, but if they oh, they don't. No, APC is gone, dead. It is? Yeah. Really? I uh, well, maybe that. they're not dead, but they don't make seats. Like, you can't get those seats anymore. They were not, because they have, they have nice flat rails on the bottom of them. Yeah. They've got tons of anchor points on the bottom. They they're good. He said to me last night, he said, uh, I would put those in, in a vehicle and take it across country. They're quite comfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'm considering if we do some sort of long-haul race next year with the RX-7, figure out what that means on your own. I would actually consider putting them in the RX-7. You like them better than the Corbos? For doing long-haul racing. So so I can say this. I've driven my Omni, which is notoriously uncomfortable, for hours. And, you know, I've driven it in a four-hour trip in one shot. And the Corbo that I have, which is the same model as what you have, did not give me any comfort, comfort problems. It's quite comfortable. I wouldn't want to do it. I'd rather do it in the APC. The only complaints I have about those is obviously they're not going to be any sort of safety regulations, like no FIA certified, nothing. So like if you have right. to go to a track or a race that requires it, can't use them. And then um, 
like with my stiffer suspension when I was driving on bumpy highways, the backs of the seats will bounce. Rattle. Yeah, so you'll you'll kind of sit back and forth in your seat. So I mean, if, I mean, if you're anchored with your harnesses, you'll be fine. Are they not fixed back? No, they're they're they f- to, they're oh, totally course, adjustable. Yeah, I remember. That's why I was thinking forward. they might be nice if you had to do a lot of driving. You yep. could adjust the back where you wanted them. Mm-hmm. Whereas the club sports, the Corbo club sports, that's they yep, they're, yeah. These they these are, are not are. these are not technically racing seats. They're definitely made for your street tuners. Yeah, comfort whatever. They're racer seats, but they're way better than those. That's CRX. a good way to put it. They're way better than those <laughs> CRX seats that I had. Yes, those CRX seats were shot. That's they're, a common mod, apparently, sort of common. People know that CRX seats fit in Fiat 500 or like, uh, 1.4s. They just fit in there? You didn't have to do a whole lot to get them to work? Not a ton, no. The issue is width. I think if you're looking for an OEM seat to put in the Fiat, I mean, this was you know years ago, probably before you had a lot of Chinese options. If you wanted to put some sort of decent OEM seat in the Fiat, people put CRX seats in them. That's the problem a lot of people have with the Miata. Getting a seat there's that not fits. a. It's pretty narrow between the rails and, and the transmission tunnel, and it's hard to find a seat that fits in there that doesn't suck because the stock ones are terrible. No bolster, no side support. You got to hold yourself in the seat, and that will make you slower. And those club sports are not very wide, and they won't fit in a Miata. Yeah, I bet my Corsa might, and that, but that's only because yeah. It's so narrow. Yeah, it's from super the factory. Narrow. It's a narrow waist seat. Yeah, you can't have anything over a 31-inch waist. Well, there's a reason that um, I can't remember what. It's the competitor to Kirky. I can't remember what they're called, but they make a spec Miata seat. There's a reason they make a seat for the Miata. Makes sense. Anything else? Uh, not really. Got the rear brakes on the RX-7. Finally got the right ones after the guy screwed up and sent us a dash. What? <laughs> didn't, didn't order a dash actually ordered brakes i remember you had saying that you had gotten the rear brake the wrong rear brakes once or twice yeah well but i don't remember a dash that's yeah, awesome yeah so we ordered the brakes online and he sent us a dash instead so that was a deal that was like a three-week ordeal of hey can you send those back so then i can get your brakes from the guy that bought the dash so i can send him the dash so i can send you the brakes <laughs> i guess but wow. Anyway. So he, he sent your brakes to someone else? Yeah, he sent them to the guy that bought the dash. And he fessed up to that? Oh, yeah. He immediately said I screwed up. Well, at least he's That's man good. enough to say that. Yeah, and I think he actually refunded our money on PayPal, so I won't, won't right. say anything bad about him. Yeah, he fixed it. Is that a store? Or it was a, It was like an, an eBay, eBay store. Yeah. Okay. So it happens. Yeah. It, whatever. It is what it is. It just took three weeks to get those stupid brakes replaced after I screwed up and got the wrong ones the first time. <laughs> But anyway, it has rear brakes now, and it has an e-brake. That was my other thing. Well, good. I didn't want, you know, aftermarket brakes that didn't have an e-brake. Actually, if uh, if you look at the rules, an e-brake is required in order to compete in SCCA Solo. I should say so. I really don't think you should be, I don't think you should have a car without an e-brake, personally. I don't care what you're doing. Driving on the street, racing on a track, I think you need an e-brake. Yeah, for yeah. perfectly executed slides. Yeah, handbrake turns and stuff like that, Obviously. absolutely. Michael and I have a theory that uh, this, this button-activated handbrake thing that they have in newer cars now. I've never even seen this. So, like, new, it's newer cars. Like, I'm surprised your Rogue doesn't have one. I have the most base model Rogue. If they if it I could know, if still. it could have turn uh, or not automatic windshield, uh, windows crank windows crank windows. <laughs> if it could have crank windows, um, it, it would. would. Yeah, but. So, so there's like a button on the dash just says parking brake, and you push the button, and it applies the brake for you. 
you don't get oh. a handle or that's, that's even stupid. a pedal. Our our theory is that those were put in because perfectly executed handbrake turns are the best way to get a girl in. You know, you're you're a high schooler. You're you're perfectly executing handbrake turns around the around parking the lot parking at lot at school, and all the girls are just lining up in an orderly single file line to hook up with you. It's a government conspiracy to cut down on teenage pregnancy. Yep, brilliant. Because if you can't do that, because you have a button on the dash. Those yeah. numbers drop. It's over. Well, these trust fund kids that get these cars, you don't want them just banging all the chicks. You want to have the poor kids getting them too. No. Made that right back. No, I'm not sure I agree with that because at least then they have the child support money to take care of them. Oh, kid. yeah. Robbie's self-identifying as poor, apparently. He's feeling real beat up. <laughs> He's feeling real beat up by his SR20 right now. I do. And the Rogue. And it's the not rogue. being any nicer to him. No, it's not. <laughs> it's that Nissan life you live. I know. I need, need to go back to that Toyota life. Maybe you should have got an Audi. Why? So I could just guarantee a bankruptcy? <laughs> we should move on to our guest. Yeah, we have, yes. a guest. we have a guest. We're trying a different format this week. We'll see how it goes, but we had uh, Lucas Shea come in because he's got an R32 GTR, and uh, he drove us around in it. He told us about it. We recorded an interview earlier this week, so now we're going to cut that in seamlessly. Obviously. Like we're highly professional pro- professionals. <laughs> <laughs> we can't if, if we say no one, logical no one will notice if that we, there's a cut it's coming now lucas welcome to the show yeah thanks for having me yeah so lucas has a actually why don't you tell the listeners what you have i have a 1990 nissan skyline gtr and it is sweet that's the R32 for those like oh. me who can't keep track of that i thought it was an R33 before we got here today see lucas told me what years they didn't come out with the 33 until 90 95 95 so you still got a ways before you can get one of those 2020 so yeah. robbie when you said oh it was 95 was when the did you know that because he said that just minutes before i arrived i sure and, did and oh you, did you wait a minute when i went and <laughs> shot pictures of the car did you come back inside and, and yeah, tell well, adam I, about I how said, wrong he was i said i thought it was an r33 turns out it's an r32 and he goes no they didn't make r33s till 95 <laughs> like that's common knowledge and he's known it since day one smart ass I, I should know that because I know all the the 240SXs all the way up, like the S13, S14. So S15. the brother, you got to know the I should the I should family. know all that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the car because we've been out, we've we've driven it. It's awesome. We'll it's get to such that. Such a trip. We'll get to that. But just tell us the basics about the car itself. Yeah, it's a straight six, 2.6 liter twin turbo, active all wheel drive, all wheel steering. Um, this car, this car, you'll see from the pictures when we post them, is basically stock. I mean, the whole car is stock, which is pretty amazing in itself. Right, absolutely. I mean, I, when I was looking for purchasing one, that's that's exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't want someone one that had been modified really far and then not know the uh, quality of the modifications or the the talent of the people doing it. So I looked for one that was completely stock. And was it? I've done some interior stuff since then, but yeah. Was it actually harder to find a stock one versus modified, or was it still about the same? Um, a little harder, not a lot harder, but but definitely a little harder. Every, I mean, th- this one has the stock exhaust. I would say that maybe five percent or less had that. So I mean, it was this is stock to like that that extra degree. So so what prompted you to go on this search to find the R thirty two? Well, I've been into Skylines probably for over 10 years. I mean, I, you know, I was definitely, uh, looking to try and get one in college 
through all the, uh, I mean, like I've followed way too much on the internet, all the, the, the different scams and schemes about, yeah. you know, oh, if we take the engine out, then you can bring them over separate and put them together and, and done everything. And, um, you know, to the point where I even, uh, at one point was trying to get a student loan to purchase one. So, <laughs> which thankfully <laughs> fell through. I did that um, in college. I see, bought stereo equipment yeah, with my student right? loan. Exactly. They don't care. Once they write it, they don't care what you spend it Not on. A, not a, they do not, not at all. Right. But for that dollar amount, I was like, "Mom, don't worry, this is a good investment." And she's like, <laughs> "I told, no. I told my parents weren't going to let me get student loans. I told my mom I had to fill out a FAFSA so that I could uh, apply for some scholarships because hmm. otherwise she wasn't going to do her end of the paperwork." <laughs> she knows you all too well, right? So, I, so I've been, I mean, I've been wanting one forever, and so I mean, you know, I, I was knowing that it was, uh, you know, finally came to the realization. All right, I should just wait until. It's, 25 years old, you know, it's, it's really legal to import, you know, none, none of this other sketchy stuff, um, and not paying, you know, the, the motor X like hundred thousand dollars for one or whatever. So, um, and so when it was coming close, you know, I started really looking at my search thinking, even if I, you know, when it was a year out, okay, close enough, I can buy one. Maybe I, you know, put it, pay for storage over there for some long. So it probably took about, so it took two years. I mean, this is a 90, so it took probably two years of, searching more than I would like to admit, um, to find the one that was like, okay, not only what I want, but Hey, I can actually afford that. Yeah. So this is an interesting question that just came to my mind. Did you look anywhere other than Japan for one? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, that one did come from Japan, right? This one did come from Japan, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, figured it out that, you know, look in Australia, look in the UK, you know, look in Japan. They have them in Canada, don't they? They do have them in Canada, so Canada could import them uh, at the 15-year mark. So they do have them up in Canada, but I mean, just from what hearing that they're just rust buckets up there, and that's not—I mean, that's that's generalizing, but just the majority of them up there were just a lot rustier than the ones that's that were. Not a shocking statistic. No, not at all. No. <laughs> but I, w- I was wondering if it'd be easier to import one from the UK because obviously that's closer. And, you know, that there's no language barrier there. And I don't know. I was just curious if it'd be easier to get one from the UK. But it, Absolutely it would. But um, I guess what I found was that um, cars from the UK were much more modified and not necessarily – sometimes they weren't done the best or whatever. I would yeah. say – the, the nice thing about getting a car from Japan is that Japan has really strict laws about how you keep up your vehicle. A lot of times in Japan, it is cheaper to purchase a new vehicle than keep a car that's maybe three, four, five years old, not right. that old. So in order to buy a car that's actually this old and still on the road, I mean, the owner has to keep it in extremely nice um, condition. So typically the ones that I would find online from Japan were just a lot nicer. Hmm. So I just, you know, that was, so I would look everywhere because, you know, I, just wanted one at a certain point, but right. you know, ultimately I knew that was probably where it was going to happen. And that's, that's what I ended up doing. So cool. So, um, you went through this process. It took you a couple years to find the right car. Did you do the process mostly on your own or did you use a company to get it? Um, once I actually found the one I want. Yeah. Well, so, how'd you, how do you find it? Where did you, I mean, yeah, so, do I mean, they I, have their I, own I, version I was, of Craigslist or what were you doing? Um, I would look everywhere. Forums. Um, you know, a big thing for used cars in Japan is the auction sites. Just about all cars that are used in Japan, they go through auction sites. So, mm-hmm. and so you can, you know, there's plenty of sites out there where you can log in and you can, 
daily look at the thousands of cars that are for sale. And there was always at any one time, maybe, you know, five to, or 10 to 15 R32s going through just about, you know, every week or something like that. So there's constantly rolling through. Um, so th- mine that I actually found, I actually found it uh, uh, on Piston Heads, which is actually a UK um, Craigslist or, or Auto Trader or something right. like that. So it was actually owned by a company in the UK, the GTR shop. So, they, you know, they deal with GTRs. So they had bought it from an auction in Japan, knowing that the year it is, knowing that they would be able to most likely sell it to someone in the U.S. Hmm. So they buy it. Right. That seems really complicated. (laughs) Oh, it was. We're from the U.K. We bought a car in Japan to sell it in the U.S. But I mean, knowing that, you know, it, you know, that it's coming that, I mean, and it's, it's going to be popular here and there's going to be someone. Why? Why pay to ship it all the way to the UK and then just ship it right to the US? And deal with the customs bullshit exactly. twice. Exactly. Just deal with it and, once. Yeah. And the customs and taxes and things like that in the in the UK with the pound and everything, I mean, you would get screwed up. Oh, that absolutely. Yeah. So So once you found it, then what tell us about the process of yeah, going I mean, from okay, I've bought this car, how do I get well, it? Well, I mean that's you know, Okay, I found it online. Now, you know, back and forth with uh, the the owner, uh, you know, the, uh, at the shop and, you know, getting as much details, as much pictures as I can get because, all right, I'm contemplating buying a car that's, yeah, in Japan I've never seen before. All I can go on is pictures and his word and everything. So, you know, finally deciding, okay, you know, this is what I want, haggling the price and then going to the bank and being like, okay, you want to just wire transfer a lot of money to this person that, you know, you only talk to on the phone. So, Finally, get through that process, get it all set up, and, um, and the one thing that so I didn't, I didn't do everything by myself. Buying the car from them, he helped a lot with the process. So um, um, he set up. Uh, he had a counterpart that worked in Japan. He did a lot of the uh, uh, deregistration. You have to make sure the car is deregistered in Japan so that it can be registered in uh, whatever country you're wanting to bring it to. Um, that's very important. If they ship it out without that, you're you're really screwed. Um, you know, and they, they did a lot of the setup to get the car, um, to the port and onto the, and set up the shipping itself and all the, the, the initial customs paperwork that needs to be done at that point. So how long does it take to get here? It takes on the boat forever. Like I think it was three weeks. So do you know, like, okay, it's on the boat. Did they, did you know that? So, so yeah, so this is, it's one of those things where they, they get it set up and they're like, okay, this is, this is the transport company that's going to be doing it. And this is the, the, the boat that it's going to be on. You look online, you're like, you can track the boats, (laughs) right? So I can watch, I can watch this thing move at nine knots and just like. And ruin my life. Oh, no. my, yeah. And, and you see it leave Japan, and then you're like, "Well, wait, what is it doing now? It, now it's going to China." Wait a minute. Like, no. no, you're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. It's I'm never going to get this car. <laughs> never. And then you realize that it gets so far into the uh, what the Pacific, and yeah. and then they stop tracking it, and then you're just like, <laughs> "It's my, gone." My and then it's sunk. Right. It's gone. And then all, all your buddies are showing you like hurricane reports, and you know all these stories <laughs> I would about totally planes do going. That. Yeah, and because that, that's obviously the kind of friends I have, and you're just like. <laughs> punch you in the face but um and then finally gets close enough to the west coast and um to to start tracking it again so you're like okay thankfully like two weeks in the dark and and or a week and a half and um so i had i had it shipped uh to texas actually houston the port uh galveston because there were strikes going on in la too at is that it time. galveston on the east side of texas 
Yes. Or is, so they went through so the Panama? So it had to go through the Panama Canal. Oh, man. <laughs> Again, another one of those, like, it's just, the, now the boat's not even moving for days, and I'm just, <sighs> you know. Um, but at least, you know, it didn't go to L.A., so, that, you know, okay, pass the strikes, and I don't have to worry about that. It, they're, you know, they're not going to light the ship on fire because they're all pissed and they want more money. But it uh, goes through Panama Canal, and then and then it gets, it finally lands at port. Um and then that's when you really so so while it's on the boat, then then the next process starts where you're working with a customs broker because they're really the one they they handle a lot of this paperwork. But it's one of those assumptions like okay, this is what they do. They're customs, you know. They 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 the customs broker works with U.S. Customs kind of get everything. There was at least three uh, three of the paperwork. There's the what, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration form as well as the EPA form. They didn't have a clue. I was never had to do that before. Never had to do that. It was like it was. It might have been the guy's first day on the job. I don't know, but I had to tell them what forms they needed to fill out, and then I had to fill them out for them uh, to get the process going. But that was something that. So how how hard was it to find those forms beforehand? Did you? I mean, I assume you knew that you needed those forms. So that that was one of those things that pretty heavily available on the internet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all these forms you can get. It's not it's not hard to get to. It's just one of those things where, if you don't know that you need them. And then you go to get your car, and you don't have them. That's it. I mean, you, like you're not getting your car. And you're in Texas, and, and they you're don't in Texas. Care. <laughs> yeah. And and um, so, but being that was part of the reason I was like, okay, you know, I could have just gone. You know, there's several companies now that that they, you know, they'll do the whole process, import process, and it, they have the car in the U.S. and they're ready, and you can buy them. But you're probably going to pay an extra. I probably would have paid an extra five to seven thousand top dollars on top of what I paid. To, to, to purchase it from someone that had already imported it. But I, having been into them for the last 10 years, I had had time um, to, I knew what the, all the entire process was itself. So I wasn't, it wasn't a, as big a concern for me, but. So, you know, this may, you, maybe you can't answer this, but it, would it be radically different if I wanted to bring something from Europe? No, no, absolutely. Basically the same process? Same process, uh, maybe slightly easier. I had to get some notif- notar- notarized um, uh, translations of some of the forms from Japanese. So if they're in Europe, there would be the potential that they would be more likely in English, and then it probably would have been easier. But it, it's all the same paperwork. It's everything. So it's not it's not that big a deal. But. So then we're, we're going to start like importing yeah, I was gonna say, no, Alphas and Fiat. Yeah, and random. gears are turning already. Audis that I can't fix or afford. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not, it's, it, it isn't that hard. I mean, it, it's not that hard. The government okay. can do it. We can do yeah, it. It's, it's not that bad. <laughs> you just got to deal with uh, government bullshit, which means, which means you have to do the forms three times. Absolutely. Send them back and forth. Talking to the wrong right. person. We need to fill get, them out wrong. We need to get rubber stamps with our names because I'm pretty sure we're going to have carpal tunnel before this is over. But then, you know, so, so you got to have all that paperwork in line. The car shows up, um, it goes to port. You go down, you know, you go to the port to pick it up and then, you know, you can't be, you can't just go out and get it yourself. You have to be escorted on. So you're going to pay this guy an hourly rate to walk you out there. And again, yeah, if you don't have all your forms right and everything, you don't get the car, you leave, you, you know, you're out a little bit of money. And then if the car's there more than like a week and a half or something like that, they start charging you a daily, a daily fee too to store the car there. My car wouldn't be there more than a week and a half. I can assure you of this. As long as my paperwork was in order, I'd be there for my car. Well, my car was there an extra week, and I I made the customs broker pay that fee because I had everything everything taken care of, but we were waiting on them. So, and I was like, every day, every hour, I'm like, okay, should I buy my plane ticket now? No, no, okay, I'll, I'll call you in an hour, in an hour, in an hour, in an hour. 
I'm so, I'm really glad they didn't start like screening my calls. Like just don't 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 pick don't, up, don't, answer, don't pick it's it's him again. So <laughs> so tell me about I can't even imagine this. Tell me the day that you woke up and you said I'm getting on a plane to go get my GTR. He didn't wake up that day. Did you? No, I was, I was awake. No, I was awake. It was, uh, it's were, like yeah. I'm just yeah, just staring at the ceiling, going, "All right, GTR, my plane GTR, leaves. Yeah, GTR, 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 GTR. What time is it? I'm Shit! Sure, I'm sure <laughs> it's it was only all... been five minutes. <laughs> yeah, he, he was at the airport six hours in advance. Like, where's <laughs> this plane? Let's get on it. Well, I'm sure it was worth. I kind of buddy to go in with me. Like, yeah, come on, man, you want to come? You get to drive my Skyline and be there. It'd be great. Like, okay, the plane leaves at like 4 a.m., so we got to be ready. <laughs> so he's waking up, probably going like, "This is I, not, I, worth I, it. I, I not a problem. I'd have totally done absolutely." Um, but, um, yeah, just, just absolutely. And then, um, you know, loaded up a backpack with as many like tools and supplies, you know, again, not knowing I haven't seen this car. It's been on a boat for three weeks, you know, right. what, you know, did, did the dock workers steal stuff off of it? I've heard a lot of that going on. Batteries are always dead, you know, this and that, right. um, you know, you then going through airport security and they take half my tools cause, <laughs> oh, that's sharp and that's too long. So then, you know, <laughs> right. I know that feeling. I've, the, I've done that with this work, this, yeah, this plan I've had in my head for like three months now is now, whoop, all right, now what are we going to do? But, but it was just, yeah, intense getting down there and then, then getting the port and then, and then seeing there, it's just, you know, it's just sitting there all by itself out there. It's dusty. It's got Japanese writing all over it from the auctions and everything. And, and, um, and then, you know, finally getting the okay, the clear from all the customs people and the brokers down there. And then they're like, oh yeah, no, the key's just in it. <laughs> and you're just like, well, well, no, well, no, well, no, 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 no. What, what do you mean? It's just like, you know, wrong like, answer. Like, no, the key's just, it's just in the ashtray right next to it. And you're just like, and it's it. been that way. You're walking oh, for a month. You're walking it, across it, the parking lot and there's donuts. Yeah, all right. Over, like, like, if I had known that, you know, three weeks ago, no, yeah, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't have lasted. But, but you, you get in the car and then, you know, it's dead, obviously, but uh, get a jump um, and start it right up. Just, you know, Best just like feeling ever. It must have been. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. One of those just like, all right. This I did it. not waste every single penny I've saved for the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> not yet anyway. But So did did they have those just like tie strapped into a big uh, shipping container or how do those come over? Or is it just sitting out in the open? So the, there's, there's two different main ways that you can uh, ship a car throughout the world it doesn't matter there's there's container shipping and then there's rollo shipping so roll on roll off so the majority of all cars are done rollo roll on roll off uh even you know like a, a you know brand new nissan's toyotas they're all roll on roll off so because it's it, it's it's cheaper that way container shipping is a lot more secure and safe but like for me if i wanted to do it it would have added several thousand dollars now if i was buying say three cars and i put all three of them in a container then it works out then you're then you're you're good to go but you know that's part of the other thing is that you know i knew they drove it on the boat and i knew they drove it off so if they weren't able to drive it on then i would have been like okay now we got a problem i should probably buy a tow truck or something and just drive it down but so, so yeah, they don't even strap it down. They just drive it on. Oh, that would make me so nervous. <laughs> like, I've, I've seen the video of like, all the, I think it was, was it Nissan or what, Mitsubishi yeah. or whatever. That whole uh, boat just lost. Tank. That happens, gone. like, almost probably once a year. So yeah. Somebody loses yes. 10,000 cars into the, the abyss. I've watched every single one of those videos. <laughs> Which is probably the worst thing you could have absolutely, done. Absolutely, absolutely. If I were your friend, I'd See? be posting that shit on See? your Facebook page. and Every, every day. This is yeah. the kind of friends I have as well. They're, they're, oh, what's they're that like? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so you got the car started. Mm-hmm. You drove it out of the shipping yard. Yep. And hit the road. Hit the road. And did it make it home? 
Yes. Um, it made it home. It, started, it developed a, a, a little misfire about Oklahoma, um, but it wasn't too bad. It was somewhat intermittent. And then um, it was kind of one of the a little nerve wracking, like, you know, it, was, it wasn't an, an enjoyable ride home. It was one of those, <laughs> just got to get home, just got to get home, just got to get home um, for 18 hours or whatever it took. So um, then you drove it straight through. You didn't stop, sleep. No, we, we stopped because I don't, we didn't, we didn't, uh, by the time, you know, we get to the port and they're like, Oh no, no, we're on lunch. Come back in an hour. <laughs> come back in an hour. They're now. Italians. No, yeah, no. no. So I mean, in my we, car, we didn't, we didn't get it out of there until like three o'clock in the afternoon. So, oh so we, gosh. we got, we got to like Oklahoma or something like that. And, the, or just past Oklahoma city. And then we're like, all right, that's it. Let's crash. We'll, um, We'll do the rest Figure tomorrow. It out tomorrow. So, yeah. Then you, you made it all the way back with an unregistered Skyline, no license plates, nothing, and without getting pulled it, over never, or anything. Never. Wow. You, you just saw me drive. I've never been pulled well, over. Uh, well, I mean, you didn't have plates. You didn't have any information nope. when you drove it from Texas um, is what I mean. Oh, so you have a license or a register or a, a title, at least, I would assume, right? A Japanese title, yes. That yeah. barely says my so name. Does that, that so, look really weird? The one thing that is nice is that Texas, you can go on on their uh, DMV website or whatever, and you, for like two bucks, you can get a temp tag. So I did have a temp tag. <laughs> and without any real proof of owning anything or, or really, Classic you know. Texas. Oh, it was it, it, amazing. it was amazing. Just like I was I was ready to like, I'm going to have to call someone and kind of explain what's going on. Nope. Nope. I just put in some information. They gave, gave me my credit card number, $2 charge, and then they just email it to you, and then you just print it out and tape it in the window. Best $2 you've ever spent. So long story short, you ship it to Texas every time. Every time. Or you just like, <laughs> you do that every week or every month, and you know, with different information, you just drive it anywhere else in the country, and you're just like, no, I just I just bought it. <laughs> I just it's, bought it, yeah. It's, it's, you know, I just drive it from home. Texas. Yeah, exactly. Weren't you the guy I pulled over last? <laughs> what? Month? No, yeah. no, 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 no. That different guy, different guy. Yeah, different GTR. But no, and that you know, and then you know, still getting used to the kilometers an hour and miles per hour. It's probably going like ten under, thinking I'm speeding anyway. So what's what's been the quirkiest thing about it? The quirkiest thing about it? Well, you mentioned taking um, a left turn. Oh. I mean, uh, the, the the weirdest things, it's funny how the small things are actually the weirdest thing about driving on the other side of the road. Um, the turn signal stock is on the wrong side. Little thing, but it, it oh, really? just gets you. It's, yeah. yeah. Never so you always you reach for it with your other hand. You're just like, what? it's gone. <laughs> Looking up to the left of the rear view mirror instead of up to the right. Just It's one of those like, just natural things you're just used to doing. And then just, you're just like shifting towards you instead yeah. of away. Yeah, the shifting's a little bit, but yeah, the the trying to take a left turn across traffic um, is just impossible. Or passing on two lane highways, I mean, you can't see around. Always scared yeah. me. Like by the time you know whether it's safe or not, it better be safe. So I mean, but the the nice thing about a car like this is like, okay, I just a third gear, be in boost, look around, real peck, and just and just go, and just pray. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make it. It's yeah, pretty right? quick. It it hasn't hasn't not made it yet. Those, those cars are. I mean, that they're famous, like, oh, it was rated at 276 horsepower, whatever it was, and you put them on a dyno, and they're 25 years old and basically stock, and they're well into the threes. So, so I mean, yeah, my car is extremely stock. You know, it's uh, stock ECU, stock boost, stock everything. I dynoed it the other day on an all-wheel drive dyno, and it dynoed um, 260 at, the, at, at, the at all four. So given a conservative about that. Right, no. conservative fifteen percent drivetrain loss, that's like three hundred fifteen horsepower. So thirty up from the uh, you know what it was rated at twenty five years later. 
That's crazy. And it, not, it not bad. feels like there's it's more quick. than that. Yeah, it's it pulls. It pulls it must, hard. Is, what's it, it do for torque? Us in there. What's it do for torque? Is that uh, a pretty good number? Uh, it's like two fifty or something like that. Does it come on so. pretty early? Yeah. I, yeah, it does actually. Oh, it's it's extremely flat. Flat. It comes on early and then just goes right across the board. Because yeah, I mean, he put his foot down. It didn't matter where, what speed he was, what gear it was. It just pulled. It was. I mean, I'll bet that car. I, I, there's no way I'd have my license for very long. <laughs> no, no way. Absolutely not. My my favorite thing about it, and I keep talking about this, but there's something very mechanical about the car. It, this is the thing that bothers me about new cars, is that they're trying to engineer all of the mechanical feeling out of the car. So you get in that car. And then synthetically add about it back. Yeah, in. and right. send it back through the stereo. Like, yeah, stereo well, and, and uh, CVT that that has Pretends a like it has right. gear. Yeah, right. The right. weird thing about like the new Subarus, they act like they're a normal automatic transmission. But so they're they have CVTs. shift points. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's so weird. But it's still a CVT. Yeah. So you get in that car and you can hear the diffs or you can feel the diffs like there's there's you can mechanical feel it. When he, vibration when he come around a corner and put the put his foot down mid corner you could feel like the car trying to figure out what it's supposed to do and and okay here we go like you don't get that yeah and the thing i didn't know about it is that there's a center diff that moves the power around in that car mm-hmm. so you said is it rear wheel drive all the time yeah. and then so yeah under normal driving conditions it's uh only rear wheel drive and then it has a couple g center sensors uh right in the center of the console in the car and uh depending on how much uh lateral acceleration or, or cornering g's you're getting it'll it'll transmit power to the front when needed so is that viscous uh yes you... yes well it uses it's got a clutch pack that it uses in is a, it a wet clutch pack do you know yes yes it is so do you have to change that fluid is there is there an interval to that yeah yeah, my- it's it's in the Japanese uh, service manual. <laughs> yeah, so, so so working on, but no, I just spent three hundred dollars on on oils just to change the the all the, both diffs, the uh, center, uh, the transfer case, the transmission, everything. So that brings me to another question I had: How when when something goes wrong, when you lose a coil pack or whatever it is, how hard is it to get parts? I, it's not that hard at all. I mean, I you, say, you wait, don't wait, go wait. on Rock Auto and, no. and order. No, but, but with the internet, it's, it, I mean, there's, n- if something goes wrong, I can't get something today. I'm not going to be able to go down to O'Reilly's or Napa or whatever and get a part, um, unless it was shared by the 300ZX, which there are some parts on there that were. Oh, that's But, nice. um, it's, it's maybe like 5%, but <clears throat> it's one of those things where if this was my eight everyday driver, I would probably, it would be hard. It would be difficult. I'd be dealing with that all the time, but this is my fourth car so you know if it breaks <laughs> yeah. it's, it's is, like he is one of us fourth, <laughs> fourth car problems yeah fourth, fourth car problems so it's like oh oh well i guess i'm gonna have to buy a new part and then it's always like well what can i buy that's better you know it's like what you know he let's, is oh, one of us well, that's yeah, the thing is, about the rb20 my new favorite guy yeah <laughs> well but that's the thing about the rb26 is i mean there's performance parts everywhere for that right. engine so yeah, if and something goes that wrong engine you can upgrade it to coming whatever over you here want. long before we could bring over the car it came in because right. that's a pretty common 240 swap and yep, stuff like yep, that, right. isn't it? Yeah, you have to dent in the firewall to make it fit. Which, Worth it. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, it's very common. So but, we're doing that next winter then, Yeah, right? get your hammer. Yeah, because the, the SR20 went so well. Let's do it with a <laughs> we, might, we might be doing it next week, actually. <laughs> do you think Lucas will notice if we swap them? Yes. No, I don't the torque might be a little different. That'll be fine. Even, even with the built-up engine I have. <laughs> but uh, circling back. So you're driving it back to Iowa. Tell us the process about getting it registered here. Because you were saying 
that at the time you were the first or only legal skyline in Iowa. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, um, it's, you know, having all that documentation, um, set and square. The, the biggest one was like, okay, you know, I, I go down and so I, I go to the, the treasurer's office to get, to work on getting the title ahead of time. Okay. What, what, what are you guys going to need so that when I come in, everything's going to be fine. They're Did like, you get blank stares when you ask that. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, let me, uh, I gotta, what? I gotta go ask. Uh, and then there's like three of them. Picture. They're flipping through books and they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, great. The, is he still here? Is he left? Yeah, right. Here, like, or? did he just like, he give walked up? out, he walked out, right? And Damn then it, he's still here. And then you get these like answers that they're like, that doesn't seem definitive. So like the next time I come in here, you're just going to make up something different. Like, but, but they, they find the, find the paperwork. It's a list. You need this doc, this doc, and this doc. And the, one of them is like, you need a, you need a, uh, uh, certified, um, translated title because the title, the D registration document is in Japanese. And it's like, okay, um, who, who qualifies for you as certifying that my translation is correct? Oh, well, you know, it just that it is. And like, uh, so don't, I can don't just ask like, questions they don't want to yeah. answer. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. So I, I just had a, I was working at Bridgestone at the time. And so I have some Japanese advisors there. So I had them translate. It wasn't a big deal, but it was like, you know, they don't have like a notarization stamp that says like, yep, that's right. I'm just like, I just know it's right because they're Japanese. I mean, like they're not wrong, but, um, so I get all assholes. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, Oh, it's for you. Oh yeah. Hold on. We'll, we'll get you right. Um, you go in there and they, they show it. I showed them all the paperwork and they're like, okay, great. Everything's in order, but we still need uh, uh, to have the vehicle actually inspected by a DOT inspector. So I'm like, okay, no problem. I assumed that was what was going to happen. Um, so then call this number, set it up, set up a time, uh, meet with the guy. And, um, you know, thank God it's Iowa. Looks at the documents, looks at the VIN number played on the car. And it's like, okay, this document, you know, this matches this car. It's not stolen. It makes sense. You're good to go. Like, you know, does it have headlights? Does it have, you know, right. seatbelts, any of that? No, no, no. Just is it stolen? Nope. You're good. Okay. I've heard of that with wow. with kit cars and salvage cars yeah. too. If you take it to the right guy, he'll just he'll just sign and it. They don't did you care. do it here in Des Moines? Yes. Because so I think the smaller the town, the more the likely better. you are to get oh, away with that but, stuff. Well, but. but and and I was I mean, I was ready for that. I mean, it's a Nissan, it's got everything you know it, it has got all what stuff. It so it's not really anyway. yeah i'm not i wasn't worried but yeah at the time the guy told me he's like because he had to then he said once he verified that it was right and he takes a couple pictures just for documentation and he's because he's actually got to add it into the system so when i go back to get my plate and they pull it up it's it's actually in the system so they can get it and he's like you've got the you have the only legal skyline in <laughs> iowa at that time oh, that would so, be the coolest feeling that was that was because i knew there was i knew there was at least one or two in des moines at that time yeah there's but there's been one for sale recently that is uh, yeah, that's there's, that's yeah, there was one, right? one on craigslist the, the, the tommy like kyara one is months. everywhere yeah i've, yeah, I've seen his no a couple it's times, it's not that one there's one no, there's, there's a, a black one in sale. davenport yeah, yeah, the yeah. Black there was sale. there's a gts two liter one mm-hmm. that's been for sale forever i think that's a four-door even yeah, like, who wants, like who, twelve grand for it. Who wants a who wants yeah. a two liter four cylinder four door rear wheel drive Skyline? Nobody, nobody, no one. It's kind of cool, but it's not that cool. It's not cool enough. No, it's not. Like for the hassle, it's not. Yeah, if they would have brought those cars here, that might, but then never brought the four door one. That might be interesting. But why would I go through the effort to get that car? I don't. The question is, why did he go through the effort to get it here? Because it probably cost him twelve dollars, and yeah. he didn't. And he thought, oh, someone will buy it. it says Skyline on it. I'll find some sucker. Absolutely, because you can pick that one up in Japan probably for like 
two or three thousand dollars. It's a Cavalier in Japan. <laughs> yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> you know, they're everywhere. There's yeah. lots of them. It's no big deal. All right, so we've talked about the car being stock. What's the plan to make it not stock? Because I know you've got plans to do some stuff to this car. Oh, as much as the uh, yes, do the, tell. The let cred- me break out the list. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, as much as the credit limit will allow, but. I mean, to be honest, I mean, like I, I do want to do a lot of it. I want to keep it a street car. I don't want to go too crazy on it because I want to enjoy it on the street because that's, you know, even if I track it, 90% of its use will be on the street. So, so, I mean, I want to, I want to go to E85. Um, I want to, you know, do some, some suspension, some different wheels and stuff like that. Um, working on, uh, a, a variable valve timing conversion for it, um, using some Nissan parts from, uh, the RB 25 actually. Um, so just, but, but kind of hopefully to do it like long-term, like, right. I've never owned a car for more than a year. I'm hoping this is kind of that one, <laughs> that, <the> one. <laughs> that I actually keep and, and, um, kind of enjoy and do a little bit at a time because it, you know, not just like, okay, it's got like, I just dumped 20 grand in it. It's got 700 horsepower and then it's maybe not that fun on the road or something like that. Can't so hopefully use it cause it's too much. Right. Right. So hopefully, I mean, cause it's fun. I mean, it's fun right now. Yeah. So, it's, so it's awesome. I think that, we'll I think that, that car is just about the right way for a street car. Like it's really fast. Most of the time it feels really good, but it's not so fast that you can't put your foot to the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, it's raining today right? and uh, granted it's an all wheel drive car, but you had your foot all the way in it and it, it didn't, nothing got at, it didn't step out of line. It no, wasn't, we stayed it was very manageable. The speed limit. Of course. Of course times. we were. Well, yeah, speed obviously, <laughs> but it's, it was very manageable. It wasn't, it didn't try to kill us. Right, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. And that's the goal is to keep it fun for the street. So, so would you, I mean, you going to bring it racing or are you going to, or is that, not something you're really looking into doing, or I'm sure I will come out racing with us, huh? Sure. Bring it to May 21. Bring it to Marshalltown. 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 Yeah, I did, that, I did that last year in my WRX, so I'll do it again in this. We one. love that place. Oh, that'd be perfect. So we're gonna, yeah. get, we're gonna get a big group there on opening day. I'm excited about it. I'm there. It's great. That's awesome. All right. So you got your Skyline. You said you, this is one of four cars yes. that you own. You have a Datsun and. Right? Yeah, I've got a 71 Datsun 240Z. Oh, yeah. There's a reason me and him get along. <laughs> yeah, he's a Nissan guy. I yeah. get it. But so. so far, I'm not mad about anything he owns myself. Oh, I've got I've got my 01 Dodge Durango. Ah, see, that's... That, that was my <laughs> Craigslist buy to get me through the winter. So I think that's I can, legit, though. And I'm about one. to sell it, and it's I no guarantee I'm rogue, not going to lose so money on whatever. it. And then last Friday, I bought a uh, 996 911 Turbo. No! <laughs> Oh my God! We're wasting our time. What we should have talked uh, about that car instead. Seriously? <laughs> he didn't ask. I just, what? So I've had it less than a week. Yeah, I didn't right, know so this car. So then, a couple of weeks, we're gonna have Lucas back. Tune on in two weeks from now. Porsche. Lucas will be back. We'll be talking <laughs> oh about the gosh. Porsche 996 Turbo. I mean, I'm just legitimately <laughs> oh serious. Oh my God! Can you come back? Yeah. Soon? This really is okay. our favorite guy I, yeah. in the world, now, isn't I, it? I don't live far away. We can, we, you know. We, <sighs> Good. You we, we can travel. You can travel to me. We can we can we can take the dots and out. Can we we can take go, the Porsche out. We can, can we go to his garage? Yes. We should do a garage thing. Yeah. Yeah. We can do a garage thing. Sweet. Oh my god. So excited. Right? I'm loving oh. where this is taking us. Can, can we can we can I troll some Hondas in the Porsche? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not really trolling on no, no, when no, you're no, in a he, turbo he, Porsche. So I've only had it for a week though, but 
So far, all I kind of get is like nasty looks. Like you don't say. Look at this tool. <laughs> look at this prick in his Porsche. In the skyline, all I get is thumbs up, smiles. Everyone's <laughs> happy. Everything. So Here, here's that nobody on the podcast knows this. You guys know this though. But yeah. my favorite scene from a car movie is from Gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> after he steals the nine nine six and he rolls up to the dude in the modified Civic and he looks out the window and he's got the girl in the passenger seat. Oh my god! Oh yeah, sweetie, you're <laughs> oh, so talented. Yeah, he says. <laughs> He's like, oh, sweetie, you're so talented. And the, the two of them are talking to each other or whatever. And he's like, and the stolen dude's in car, the passenger seat hitting Giovanni Rabisi. And he's like, fuck, stolen car, stolen car. And then he looks over at the girl and he says, I love you. And the light turns green. <laughs> he just fucking smashes it. And all I wanted, my life goal for cars is to get a 996 and roll up to a dude in a Honda with his girlfriend in it. And I will just troll the shit out of that guy. So now we know what we're doing next Friday. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh we can bad. do that. We can do that. <laughs> oh, man. God, so Go, have you, GoPro's coming out. Have you owned anything else interesting? You said you haven't owned a car for more than a year or so at a time. I, I, I was counting the other day. I've had about 18 cars. Jesus. Um, yeah. How old are you, if you don't mind me 32, asking? 32. So, so we got so some work to do. So right. he's, yeah, he has legitimately averaged a car a year then. Yeah. I've had impressive. Uh, an Evo, a WRX, um, what, an Integra GSR, uh, Mustang 5.0, uh, Jeep Wrangler. My first car was an MGB. It's a little British. Uh, <laughs> Sweet. Um, which is great. Great car in Iowa for a 16-year-old for a first car. Eh, whatever. Um, How the f- how'd your first winner go in that? Uh, oh, it was, it was... I only popped one rim, so... Uh, <laughs> You're good. Yeah, not bad. Um, you know, G- Jetta GLI. Um, those are most of them, but... There we go. Does that have the VR6 in it? No, it had the 1AT. Oh. Do you have but, as many problems as I did with mine? So probably my guess is lots of coil packs and mass airflow sensors and coil and packs yes all um, these stupid and things and then i could not sell it without changing the timing belt the water pump and everything so i know that feeling too that was fun but but so i've had i don't know i've had a lot of cars but i finally have some nicer cars yeah <laughs> some stuff maybe you want to hang on to yeah, for exactly. a little longer no I can't believe he's got a Porsche and a GTR. I can't get over this. <laughs> a turbo oh, Porsche. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to lie. When I wake up and I go up to the garage, I'm kind of like, eh. All right. What do I drive today? <laughs> this isn't so so bad. I mean, really. Who needs a wife and kids, right? <laughs> Somewhere I did Looking not Looking at you, wrong. Adam. Yeah, I know. I messed up. It's my bad. <laughs> Katie, if you listen to this, I'm just kidding. This has been awesome. He's not kidding. This has been really awesome. Stick around for more because uh, you're definitely coming back because yeah. we're, we're checking out the Porsche and the Datsun. We, that's going to be sweet. You're going to be the reason we have awesome YouTube videos, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, you're you're going to be our start. So now we're going to transition into the news, I think. Robbie, what do you got for news? All right. Well, first, it's the one that I care the least about. It's the most God important thing it. we're you're talking about today. such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> the soon-to-be-broken-everywhere TTRS <laughs> is coming. <laughs> Why? Oh, Why do you hurt me so? It's the Audi TT RS. It has so the new Mark III TT, which I like better than the Mark II TT. I didn't like it as much originally, but now in this trim, spot on. Yeah, it's great. They it looks are. Great. It Aren't looks they? Very, oh, very man. good. So angry looking. It is a very angry and that, car with that five cylinder and a turbo. It's just going to be the best thing ever. Yeah, totally. I think I'm gonna. This is a bold statement for me to make. Not, nope. Do not, it. I, I know what you're going to say. Do it. Do it. No, this isn't what you think I'm going to say. Okay. Neither right, one of you are right. Go. But if I had the money, I would buy that over the R8. Bullshit. Yep, for sure. The V8 or the V10? 
Yes. No, hmm. not buying it. I saw one of those in town the other day, by the way. No, I would buy that car, and I would send it to APR, and I would tell them, stage three, please. As many horsepowers, put them take, in. Take, go out into your pasture, gather all of your horses, stuff them, put them in the here, of that car. Sir, please. Send it back my way. Here's well, I suppose in the, time, you know, in the time it would take for them to get it to stage three and get it back to you, you could have time to save money and get all these extra spare parts in your garage for when it fucking breaks. Nah, if you're that rich, you just have a shop. <laughs> See, that's the thing about Audis, actually, is that most of the time when you, when you tear all the factory crap off and you add a bunch of horsepower at the same time you've added reliability because you've taken all the bullshit off and fixed it <laughs> that's probably true <laughs> yeah just get a standalone and you're good to go you don't need a standalone those are great ecus as they stand just get rid of that computer it's an added computer <laughs> just get rid of it put a motec in it moving on perfect so well, yeah i would love that car i think they're awesome they are pretty sweet the more astute listener is probably asking why are we talking about the ttrs after we just talked about the rs3 two because weeks because i didn't get to talk about the rs3 and i want to talk about the my ability to do silly five-cylinder turbo things and robbie has been dragging his feet on this topic all week yeah he didn't want to do it i know i, I could care less about a five-cylinder audi why? What's wrong with a, you know why? With a turbocharged five cylinder? It's because he's never motor. experienced a five cylinder engine. He doesn't that's, know that's, what he's that, missing. That's actually true. I've never. You know what I I really want is a five cylinder Colorado with a gigantic turbocharger. Yeah, I'd yeah. be more on board with that. For they the sound record. so good. They sound like little mini V tens. People or are... or a two point five liter Rabbit like a like a 2011 2.5 <laughs> liter Rabbit with a giant turbo on it. So people are taking that 2.5 liter motor and swapping them into first gen mar- uh, TTs. Yeah. I would do that. Because it sounds That's sweet, That's a car Robbie. I would own. And it makes all kinds sure. of torque. It literally sounds like a little Gallardo. Yeah. So you're a- saying you're going to take the engine out of your shitty TT that you had before and then put a nicer, better one in it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Well, it's still a Volkswagen engine. I mean, don't get it too twisted. It's the motor that you just told me is going to break down all the damn time. Yeah, this is a new one. It's. Uh, I think it's all the same. Is it? Yeah, it's probably the same block, same liter, same yeah, displacement. Oh, I bet, I'm sure I bet it's, it's all the same. I bet it's the same motor. They just hung a snail off the side of it instead. Get some forged parts in it. You're ready yeah, to go. Yeah, it might be a little built, a little more built internally, but it's probably. the same motor. Yeah, I suppose if you replace all the original stuff and upgrades, that might work. Yeah, see? <laughs> all right, Captain Hater, what's the next topic? Um, someone will convert your Aston Martin Vulcan to make it street legal. I mean, if you have... You know, two and a half million dollars lying See, around. See, this is this is just excess at its finest. Let's explain the Vulcan first. Okay, it's sweet. The, the Aston Martin is Vulcan is the uh, a two point three million dollar track only. I don't know what's what's beyond monster, what's, gorgeous. Yeah, what's beyond fire spitting? It's the best snarling, nasty Aston Martin. It's the best car that Aston Martin's ever made. It's the most I'm ridiculous saying. car ever. It may be better than the one seven seven, which is a car that I like. That you know. Nobody ever talks about it anymore because they made them in such small numbers. Yeah, there's a couple of oil sheiks in the mid Middle East that own them, and that's it. That's a gorgeous car. Something about this car is me. The Vulcan is so oh, me. Gosh, it's the best car they've made. Yeah, for sure. Do yourself a favor and find our Instagram and find the picture of it that Robbie will post. I will be posting it. Yeah, gorgeous. So yeah, I thought it was amazing. There I th- isn't there one in the United States. There's, no, there's two in the United States total, and I obviously they were never intended to drive in the street. Which brought up the question, you know, even if they do make it street legal, they'll never certify it in the States. So, obviously, the people in America are not going to drive on the streets anyways. Where is this company? Do we know? Uh, there's, It's very vague. Yeah, there's not. I didn't see much information. I think it was a this. British company. I think they were actually, the, the news article that I read the first time I saw this, 
said that it was a company that has been approved by Aston to do this. They are, I think they're in some way, shape, or form related to Aston's racing efforts. Yes. Hmm. So, yeah, what they'll do is they'll replace the tires, obviously, make them get rid of slicks and make them street legal. Yeah. DOT rated. In, in, in air quotes, <laughs> we'll replace the tires, sir. Yep. And then they'll make it so that uh, the exhaust is legal and it has all the correct signals, like uh, turn signals and headlights, stuff like that. Because right, right, right now the headlights are just strictly lights. They're not f- legally functional. They probably don't have highs and lows. They're just on. Yeah, they're just on. Yeah, plus, and I'm, it, I'm sure it's this way in any country, but you still have to have like certified headlights, like whatever your DOT version is in your country has to say, yeah, those, those would count as headlights according to our regulations. Yes. I think that's something that people don't realize when they buy eBay HID kits is that there is regulations to what your headlight can be, and those probably don't meet it. Yeah, and right. you're an asshole, by the way. Stop putting <laughs> aftermarket HID headlights on your car without reflectors in them. Because guess what? We're all blind because of it. Thank you. Yeah. You're not helping anybody. You selfish dick. <laughs> Did you see the training program when you buy a Vulcan? Did you see this? There's a no. training program? There's a training program because Aston Martin knows who's going to buy these cars. People who can't handle them. And they're going to all kill themselves. Every last one of them. So Aston Martin has set up a special training program when you buy your Vulcan for $2.3 million. Is that right? Yes. So you, you get this little track experience that they set up for you, and they step you up in different levels of Aston Martin so that you can get up to you know the, the power of the Vulcan. So the first one you get in is just a, it's a pedestrian plebeian uh v12 vantage s you just be that'd be, that'd be terrible like yeah, you're Tuesday. not even <laughs> moving at that point yeah um yeah you might as well be in a smart car and then you go you do go up to a 177 so apparently aston martin has a uh, factory 177 that they use for this program fair enough God. that's step two and then there's apparently their vantage gt4 race cars faster than the 177 which i you know it is a race car so i suppose that makes sense but so they step you up through those three, and then they put you in your Vulcan, and and then at that point, if you kill yourself, it's your fault. Well, I think the your race car comment that's pretty standard. Like um, the P1 GTR is slower than the 650s GT3. If you put a professional race car driver in both of those cars and send him out on a track, he can do a better lap time in the GT3 spec car than he can in the p1 gtr but if you put a a mortal human being a not tame racing driver into the those two cars chances are the gtr he'll be faster in because it's it's easier giving it's easier to drive that car at its maximum limit yeah i'd agree with that so that doesn't surprise me no, so circling back to the aston the only thing i'm curious about is do they just bolt on New headlights, new taillights, stuff like that? Or do they literally have to drill into this $2.3 million car? They better leave those taillights because <sighs> those things are the highlight. They are awesome. They're, they're super cool. So cool. Don't take If, if they took those headlights off, I'd t- no, I'll keep it track spec. That's fine. I'll just drive it. You can write me a ticket. Yeah, for, if you have $2.3 million for a car, I'll drive it on the street anyways. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the other thing about this. Do it, does anybody that have has the amount of money to do the conversion give a shit? Yeah, what are you going to do? Get, write me a ticket? Okay, write me a ticket. Okay. Yeah, then it takes three months for them to get it back to you. Unless you live in, like, I think it's Finland or whatever, where it's like uh, the ticket 
cost is based on your on your annual income, then then I might care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, they, or if it's like California with the GT or a, like a Skyline, if they will crush it, they'll crush it. I mean, can you imagine the uproar if someone crushed a two point three million dollar Vulcan? I'm gonna go out and I don't live here and say that that the someone who owns a two and a half million dollar car has the pull to get his car not crushed. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, somebody that's bought a, a ten thousand dollar GTR and had it imported from Japan illegally they probably doesn't have care. that swing here. No, God, I want this car so bad. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, do yourself a favor and look the up the picture. Fire please. and the noise and oh man, it's great. I hope that this becomes more of a regular thing with with those level of car manufacturers because Ferrari's been doing it for a while. Yep. And who doesn't love? The FXX and the 599XX and and what is the LaFerrari one? I don't know. The FXK? FXXK, because it looks like it says fuck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They've been doing that for a while. Those are incredible cars. Now, Aston Martin is doing this. McLaren has the P1 GTR. I hope this becomes a thing, because these cars are seriously cool pieces. I love it. Yeah. What's up next, Robbie? The Italians undercut the Japanese by making their new 124 cheaper than the Miata. So they teamed up with Mazda. They got this awesome 124 coupe that looks like... Or is it a coupe? Convertible. 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 No, I was thinking the coupe uh, concept that looks really awesome. The Miata MF, which is an unfortunate acronym. It's not MF. It's RF. RF? Is it? Retractable roof. I think that looks way better. But anyway, we already talked about that. I think it's RF. Yeah, so they they teamed up, and now the, the base model or the um, chassis or whatever for the Fiat is the same as the Mazda Miata, and now it's more powerful and cheaper. Yeah, so if you just go in and say, <laughs> I want base levels of trim, they're basically the same price. There's like $800 difference between the two. Yep. But moving up from there... It starts getting cheaper. Which to, is just You can awesome. get the Abarth. <laughs> so the Abarth is uh, it's basically $28,000, and the Amata, Miata Club, which is the same level of trim, you know, you get the, the Bilsteins and the, the bigger brakes and all that nonsense. The better seats. Yeah. The limited slip. Yeah, you get, uh, I think you get BBSs too. I think that, yeah. Yeah, so that, that one's $600 more or whatever, which is just, it's just, <laughs> but you get like 35 I, I, more foot-pounds of torque in the... Yeah, in it's the not as significant, I mean, it's only like five horse or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of insignificant. But, but it's 35 foot-pounds more torque, which is definitely noticeable. Especially if you're going to use it in an autocross scenario, which I think most of these cars are going to end up doing. Uh, and then on top of that, because it's turbocharged, you take it down to someone and they, you know, touch, touch a couple of buttons on a computer, you got 50 more of everything. Yeah, a simple like tune, a stage one tune on that multi air is worth 50 horsepower and 60 foot pounds of torque at the wheels, <laughs> destroying people. That's so awesome. In a car that weighs 2,300 pounds or whatever? Yeah. What? It's going to be great. What? I hope I hope that they sell a shitload of them. You know. They that are. They had an agreement. They had to have had an agreement. <laughs> I can't where believe. Where Fiat wasn't supposed to sell it cheaper than the Miata. So you know there was a ton of phone calls made this week. You assholes. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Well, I don't know. But you know Sergio didn't answer those phone calls because he can't be bothered. No, I'm sure he did. He's just like, what? I don't remember that conversation at all as he's shoving things through his paper shredder. <laughs> or or maybe Mazda just like, oh, we'll sell it to him because there's no way that they can sell it cheaper than we are. And they didn't have the foresight to make sure that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, FCA's not making any money. So, you know, he knows that. Ah, whatever. Let's just mark it up like 5% and just put it on sale. <laughs> 
Just a big. It's fun. a marketing thing. Just you get a bunch surf. of them out on the road. And then next thing you know, you'll be selling more Alpha Four Cs, and everybody's happy. Love Sergio. He's the best auto executive. <laughs> <laughs> so when are you ordering one? Um, I want to drive one. They told me that they would have one um, in typical Italian fashion. That they would have some now. That they don't have any now. So Michael did go to the dealership I and has talked to them about buying a a one two four. He yeah. is. On some level, fairly serious about it. Yep, and they said that they would have them at the beginning of May, and they they don't actually. I think they said at the end of April, and they don't have any. But they did have four Alpha Four Cs. There. No, they had like eight of them. I was like, did you guys write the wrong number in for quantity when you ordered? Like, what? This is Des Moines. They said they haven't sold one in Iowa. You're, but, ki- you're kidding me? No. Like, what's everybody else? What are the other 150 dealerships across the country doing? Nothing then? And you guys are just shipping them to Texas and California and that sort of shit? <laughs> wow. It's awesome. I want one so bad. It's so, it's so cool. It is cool. It is cool. You I can don't... see they didn't they didn't put any carpet in it in the 4C. So you can see the carbon fi- When you step in over the sill, the whole sill's carbon fiber. The whole floor's carbon fiber. The seats are carbon fiber. It's got a flat bottom steering wheel. Don't worry. Yeah, oh, don't I'm, worry. I'm aware. Don't worry, Robbie. It's so cool. Your your raging erection will clear the steering. It's wheel. so cool. Why it's do you think so I have one in the 240? Got it. There's <laughs> not enough carbon fiber in the 240. I know. <laughs> Ran out of money. All right, moving on. Uh, Honda is mad at GM for sandbagging during the Indy 500 testing. Yeah, Marco Andretti is butt hurt for sure. Yeah. So Honda took a page from Lamborghini <laughs> and sandbagged on the Indy 500 um, pre-race test. Where apparently they used the results there for some level of performance indexing. Yep. And so GM was how many miles an hour slower this year? They were five miles an hour slower than they were last year for no reason. Yeah, they didn't get slower. I can assure you of this. Yep. So, so basically they do they do this testing before they do the race to come up with a performance index, and then they can dial cars down if they're too fast. So Honda and GM did this performance testing. I don't know when it was last weekend, but yep. anyway, they did the testing, and the all of the uh, Honda cars were about five miles an hour faster than the the GM cars. Yeah. Were. So the actual uh, Andretti posted a time of, or a speed of two hundred twenty three point four two seven miles an hour. I believe that's an average lap speed, isn't it? I think that was his fastest lap. Yeah, but, I think it's but, fastest. I mean, but I think that's yeah. the fastest lap. But that. That number is the average mile per hour in that lap. That that would make sense. Okay. I think that's what I don't think it's the fastest mile an hour he achieved. He I think it's the average speed of the lap that he did. But it's the fastest average. The fastest of the individual average laps. Right. Okay. So what Andre- GM do? Yeah. So Andretti was at two hundred twenty three point four two seven and Chevy was at two hundred twenty one point two nine. So they were a little bit slower. But last year they were five mile an hour faster. They were slower than, or they were faster than Honda last year. Yeah, and Andretti said that uh, two hundred twenty three miles an hour is slow, and that was his best time. So he was complaining about that too. So basically, his concern is that the the officials are going to dial down the Hondas, and then all of a sudden the Chevy cars are going to be like, "Oh, I wasn't pressing the pedal down all the way," and then they're just going <laughs> to destroy. Yep. And it, and it's and it's a bigger deal because it's the hundredth anniversary of the Indy five hundred. Everyone wants this win, and they're going to do anything to get it. It's going to be a big race this year. There's a lot of like pomp and circumstance for this a lot race of hype. to begin yeah. with and then now it's it you know it's a big anniversary. So there's going to be lots of people, there's going to be lots of 
of race cars. There's going to, I mean, it's a big field. It's always a bigger field at Indy 500 than it is at most of the rest of the Indy car races anyway. It's, I can see where he'd be upset about I it. I get it. Yeah. Especially yeah. if my last name was Andretti. Yes. And, and, and to him, this is blatant sandbagging. It's not even like they're trying to hide it. Mike was saying there's a video of the press conference, and he was. It's him trackside after he set his lap, I think, and he was awfully just. Damn near uh, in tears. He's whiny. Yeah, he's being a little whiny. <laughs> but, I mean, if your last name is Andretti, you have a certain level of expectation that you have to uphold. And, you know, winning winning the 100th anniversary of that race has got to be very important to him more than anybody else. Yeah, and it sounds like he's... Because all- of what that family has done, not only in that series, but at that race. And I think he's disappointed, too, because, you know, the Hondas are a lot slower than the Chevy cars anyway. So he he was already coming in with a disadvantage. But if if the officials come in and dial his car back, he's completely screwed. So I, I get why he's upset. I, it's just funnier to make fun of him. I think that the I think that in Indy you've got I, I think there's only the two. There's there's GM and there's Honda, and they both have their own engines and they both have their own aero packages. If I understand it correctly. Yes, you are correct. So they are not. Crazy different, but they are a little bit different. Yep. So that's really all I got on that. Should we wrap this up? Yep. All right. Catch us next week. Uh, uh, do we have any events next week? Events next week? Yeah, what next week next week we're doing the uh, supercar awesome day. Well, this will be come out that day. Oh, that's though. right. So they won't. So we're going to edit this out because I fucked it all up. Damn it, Robbie. So there's, uh, there's a Carl's, car, Carl's Cars and Coffee. Why isn't it Carl's and Coffee? Car- Carl's be, with some stupid be. punny, you know, yeah. hyphen in there. Yeah, I love. <laughs> Damn it, Carl! <laughs> Since I'm a dad now, I love bad dad jokes and puns. So it should be Carl's and coffee. Maybe we should just call it Carl's and coffee. We'll call it Carl's and coffee. And maybe it's it'll easier take to off. say. It's maybe it'll to, take yeah, off. Yeah, it's a lot easier to it'll say. Be a thing. So, so that's that, what date is that again? That's the 14th. Okay. And then the 15th is a race in Oskaloosa again, which we probably won't go to. Probably yeah. not. Not ready to go to Oskaloosa yet. Yeah, I might have something at this place. There's a race today in Oskaloosa, and we're obviously... It's raining, and there's not a chance. Not racing in the rain. Fair weather right here. Yeah, I don't... I race slicks. I don't want to race in the rain. I just don't really want to drive to Oskaloosa, to be honest. It's not worth it. That's where you'll find out how bouncy those seats are, that road. Well, I'm not driving... It'll be in a trailer. Don't get fooled. Don't get it twisted, bro. My bad. Race trailer. I forgot. (laughs) If you can get it on it. It goes in now. He's got a method. We talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Robbie's a hater today. That's not true. Just don't get me started on out. because you again. were ragging on his furniture. I'd be upset about it, too. <laughs> yeah, how nice is your furniture? Mine's not a little bit better than yours. That's true. But I'm not going to give you too much shit for it. Thanks, buddy. You, you put Take your priorities in the right places. You bought race car parts first, and furniture is secondary. Yep. As I've said before, you can... Live in a car, you can't race a house. That's right. (laughs) On that note, let's wrap this up. Bye, guys. Bye. Catch you guys next week. (laughs) Fucking assholes. (laughs) By fucking assholes, you mean friends. Yeah, same thing. Best friends ever. (laughs) Best friends. My best friends are my worst enemies. (laughs) Keep your enemies... Your friends friends close, close your enemies close. Yeah, so that's why I do a podcast with you assholes.